Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Ndarie Yulaming Murala Ndarie Yulaming, welcome Murala, home Welcome home everybody Nice to see everybody here this morning Showing up to sit together From all different parts of Australia and, and, and the world This morning we are going to continue with our guided meditations and I'll be leading the guided meditation this morning, which will go for approximately 40 minutes. And then we'll finish with the practice principles as usual. So please settle into your posture. Contacting the present moment. Through body sensations. <clears throat> the movement of the breath. And the sounds moving in the environment. Settling into the stillness, stillness of the posture, expressing who we truly are right now, sitting upright but relaxed, relaxed and alert. Reminding ourselves of our intention and aspiration to be awake <clears throat> or to recognize the awake awareness that we already are experiencing. Today, we'll be doing <clears throat> a 
quick tour of what I've been calling the practice triangle or the three self-natures. Just to remind you of the practice triangle, I'll just bring it up on the screen. The three points of the triangle uh, indicate the, the movement of practice realization as shown in the triangle. And although we'll be going through it in a linear process, I'm going to start with self as content in the left-hand corner of the triangle, moving across to self as process, up to the apex of the triangle, self as witnessing, witnessing consciousness, and back to the self as content. So it's a circle as well as a triangle. It's a circular movement, <clears throat> circular practice. In some ways, this is a moment by moment practice where we may be in one or more of those places. And remember, whenever we're speaking of the Dharma, we're always approximating to the truth of the reality of the present moment, which is always beyond words. But in some ways, we can think of it either as stages of practice, moving from self as content to self as process to self as witnessing consciousness, and then back again to self as content. And also, this is something that can be experiencing, we can be experiencing this on a moment by moment basis as well. So as soon as we start to practice meditation, in some ways, as soon as we're bringing our attention and contacting the present moment, we are already shifting into self as process. However, where we find ourselves to begin with before practice, and sometimes during practice is as self as content. Self as content is the kind of experiencing of self that we're often most familiar with when we're first starting practice. So self as content is also known by different names the separate self, the ego self, the self that resides in a dualistic relationship between self and other, self and world, inner and outer. It's also samsara, the place of suffering. (coughs) 
and the way in which we suffer as self as content is that the, the self as witnessing consciousness or the self as awareness, our inherent essential nature, if you like, is mistaken as content and we identify with content. So in regards to the self, that's where we start to identify with thoughts. And feelings. Which we experience in a dualistic way. In the Buddhism, this is often referred to as the first self-nature as imaginary or constructed self-world. In other words, we live in an imaginary world where we mistake this experiencing that we are for something that's kind of permanent or substantial. We unconsciously identify with a kind of a sense of self which creates a sense of a doer or a thinker, a feeler. We unconsciously, almost by default, identify with this sense of being an experiencer, a doer of deeds, a thinker of thoughts, feeler of feelings. And we project that onto others and onto the world. We experience a dualistic relationship to the world. And we experience others as a, a kind of doer of deeds too. And hence, it's a fertile ground, a minefield, if you like, for emotional reactivity often of a defensive, reactionary nature. Hence, if we interpret someone as being unfairly critical of ourselves, then we experience a defensive emotional reaction or anger, which can then be expressed towards the other which can then produce a harmful interpersonal reaction, harmful interpersonal actions, creating more suffering for ourselves and the other. Or we can identify with a whole host of personal thoughts of inadequacy, all various ways in which we are judgmental of self, denigrating of self as well as others. Again, 
creating a chain of suffering. Self as content is also the place where we're often disconnected from the present moment. So we're often ruminating about the past or finding ourselves projecting ahead into the future. There's nothing wrong with making plans or remembering the past, but it's often in this self as content, we can actually get disconnected from the embodied experience of being this present moment. So we'll now move on from that sense of self, which is the sense of the separate self. And that's the sense in which the separate self is often uh, vulnerable to suffering in different ways. And moving across now to self as process. We should all be basically in this place right now, self as process. It's so this is in, in Buddhist language and in other traditions as well. Self as process is where we're actually beginning to disidentify from self as content. We're starting to take a backward step in the journey home towards self as witnessing consciousness. This is the process whereby we start to notice change or impermanence on the micro level of that intimate experiencing that we are. Moving into self as process also starts to deconstruct the construction of an inside and outside as well. We start to become aware of ourselves, if you like, as a flux. There are body sensations that we are aware of right now. There are sounds in the environment. There may be some thoughts moving in and out, some feelings, some more subtle than others.
and the sense in which they're all tributaries or little um, movements within the larger river of, of, of consciousness. There's the little ripples of thoughts and feelings and flowing in the same awareness as the sounds. As we move into self as process, we also start to bring the background more into the foreground. Often when we are identified as self as content, um, our thoughts and our feelings are much more in the foreground and often the body sensations and the sounds are in the background. And the sense of being awareness is almost totally not seen or recognized also in the background. So just notice right now as we sit in present moment awareness of self as process this whole flux or stream of sensations and perceptions thoughts feelings images imaginings memories And uh, we are stepping back and disidentifying and letting go of, letting go of holding on to. Practicing self as process is starting to deconstruct or undermine our attachment to self as content. So in Buddhist language, this can be uh, interpreted as this is not mine. These thoughts are not mine. There is no owner to these thoughts. These feelings are not mine. There are no owners of these feelings. 
I'm starting to deconstruct the sense of personal ownership or separate self, that there is a doer or a thinker or a feeler. There is just the thought without a thinker. There is just the feeling without a feeler. There is no entity which owns any of this. In the Avaita Vedanta tradition, this is referred to as neti neti. Not this, not that. As we open up to this self as process, we're often also able to be with more difficult feelings as well as we start to deconstruct the thought from the feeling. One of the practices that Joko Beck recommended for self as process is thought labeling. If you do find yourselves getting attached to certain judgments of self or certain kinds of anxiety or worry, try and pick up the thoughts and just simply label them during your everyday life. And sometimes just for a few moments during a meditation session, you can pick up a thought simply saying to yourself, having the thought, I am worried about my financial situation. Simply labeling thoughts enables us to deconstruct the, the identification with the thought. And as we consistently let go of thoughts or de-identify from thoughts, we can just experience the the sensations is being freed up from their identification with beliefs and thoughts. As we free our sensations from beliefs and thoughts, we're more able to be with them. Even painful, emotional feelings are much more easier to experience when we're actually just experiencing them as sensations. So the process of self as process is moving more and more towards just experiencing, 
experiencing. And there's no one who's experiencing this, there's just experiencing. This has the effect of building a bigger container where we tolerate our feelings much better. We can may remain contacted with the present moment, even with difficult feelings. Now the journey home continues as we take the backward step and turn our attention towards that which is experiencing all these feelings and thoughts and sensations and perceptions. And I refer to this as simply as awareness or the witnessing consciousness. In this teaching, the witnessing consciousness or awareness is like the screen on which the movie is appearing. And although the movie appears to be changing all the time, the screen does not move. The screen itself does not come or go. Even though the characters in the movie may be going through various uh, difficult uh, states of suffering, the screen itself is not suffering. The screen itself is another word for the now as well. Awareness, witnessing consciousness are synonymous with the now. Another word for it is timeless presence. It's a dimension which is outside of space and time. I know that sounds a little difficult to take in, but basically, if you simplify it, awareness or consciousness is not, some, it's not an object, simple as that. You can't see awareness or consciousness. Consciousness or awareness is the seeing. or the knowing. The mountains and the sky is appearing in our visual, but we don't see the seeing. And the mountains and the sky are not separate from the seeing. The seeing and the seen are inseparable. The same with the knowing of sensations. Sensations are modulations, if you like, of consciousness.
tributaries flowing through the, the stream of consciousness. Awareness of consciousness is aware of the movement, but it in itself doesn't move. Stillness, experiencing stillness and the movement at the same time. The self as witnessing consciousness goes by many names including ordinary mind. It's also, we could call it Nirvana, has no beginning, no end. It's not a special state. It can feel Bubbles of happiness can arise at times, and, uh, and in, sense, in essence, it is peace and happiness. The reason being is that it has nothing to gain and nothing to lose. It lacks nothing. It's totally complete. And hence freed from the wheel of samsara or forever being discontent, which is what the separate self or self of content is. The self as content is not, is identical with witnessing consciousness. But when we're lost in self and content, when we're identified with self as content, we forget who we are. And we get lost in samsara, whether that's seen as being thousands of deaths and rebirths within this life or thousands of deaths of rebirths in countless lives and we forget who we are. It's also sometimes referred to in Mahayana Buddhism or even in Pali Buddhism as the, the unborn and undying or the deathless that which was never born, that which is never dies, that which never arises or passes. Hence in Buddhism, we make that our refuge. We make our refuge in witnessing consciousness or the formless self. We keep returning to that and recognizing that as often as we can throughout the day. This doesn't even have to be something which is experiencing during meditation, but can actually be experienced during everyday life. We keep returning to it. It's easily lost. We need to establish ourselves in witnessing consciousness. And the process of establishing ourselves is gradual. We get glimpses, more glimpses, more glimpses. And gradually there's a shift 
in the center of our gravity from self as content to self as process, to self as witnessing consciousness. And once that shift has occurred, we're then able to attend to moments when we will lose ourselves, when we will get caught up in self and content. We, we, everybody on certain days and in certain moments and in certain contexts will get drawn back into self as content, will get drawn back into emotional reactions. But we can quickly shift back into witnessing consciousness and we can rest as witnessing consciousness and bring that allowing allowing those difficult emotions just to arise and then settle and dissipate to diffuse in our witnessing consciousness we get less and less reactive and less and less defensive as we do that but still at times we may rise up and and get and get identified with the separate self but we see it more quickly and it starts to we start to erode its its dominance in our lives and relationships so coming back from the witnessing consciousness comes back into self as content is the outward path establishing our home in our everyday lives being able to integrate the various there may still be some traumatic memories or times that come up that allows us then to to heal those more difficult emotions when we see who we truly are we can then the the witnessing consciousness or awareness becomes a healing and we're continuously called home I'd like to finish today's guided meditation by honoring um, the dearly departed Thich Nhat Hanh and with one of his poems. So Thich Nhat Hanh passed away on the 22nd of January. He was 95 years old and passed away peacefully in Vietnam. This is a, an extract from Chanting from the Heart in 2007. It's called Contemplation on No Coming and No Going. This body is not me. I am not limited by this body. I am life without boundaries. I have never been born and I have never died. Look at the ocean and the sky filled with stars, manifestations from my wondrous true mind. Since before time, I have been free. Birth and death are only doors through which we pass, sacred thresholds on our journey. Birth and death are a game of hide and seek. So laugh with me, 
hold my hand. Let us say goodbye. Say goodbye to meet again soon. We meet today. We will meet again tomorrow. We will meet at the source of every moment. We meet each other in all forms of life.